strokes the three from the left wing. Gagliardi, why not? He's feeling it. He's oh, my from three. Goodness. Their junior down the lane drops to Rainwater for a two-handed slam. That's what you do. He will tear down a rim this year. Largy able to blow by the pressure. Now a lob. Rivers throws it down. Cato tries it again. You bet. Caleb Cato back-to-back threes. Welcome back to Screecher Report. It has only been a week since our last podcast. Um, that's not true. It's been like like a lot of freaking months. Like a half year? Yeah, at least. <laughs> November 2020 was the last one. Yes, but we are still uh, a part podcast, part other media types. Um, and Hence our slogan, articles podcasts eagles we also tend to eagles on the side yeah we, go we, the, we dabble in eagles we go to the um the eagle habitat the sanctuary the sanctuary <laughs> and nurture them and shout out calusa nature center pet the eagles so right and uh anyways i just want to let you know this episode of screecher report is brought to you by uh and endorsed by michael jordan uh, he reached out to us and said, guys, I love what you do. Um, I wish that I were you. Yeah, he really wishes when he was playing ball that he had done a podcast because he realizes he could have been a lot more successful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, it would have taken his game to the next level, and I think that his career was okay. But Yeah, yeah, you know, people know who he is. Well, I don't know why we're bashing our endorsement. So, Michael Jordan, thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, Mike. I, <laughs> I want to be, be like, like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, in reality, uh, this podcast was brought to you by um, Ish Smith. Uh, whatever team he's on now, the Knicks, maybe the Kentucky Buzzards. <laughs> Is that a team? Could be. Okay. <laughs> um, no, if we did, if we did have anybody in the NBA endorse our podcast, it would obviously. Most likely be Brandon Goodwin. Yep. Um, that's that's probably the only option. <laughs> From the NBA, but we got overseas options. That's true. This is endorsed by, we got, in, indirectly by Christian Terrell. We got Triple Cup, Chase Feeler. Yep. And uh, Mark Eddie Norelia doing big things. Have you noticed lately that like everything on, whether it's a Snapchat advertisement or Instagram or something like that, it's always just some product for men specifically like like a dude wipe or a doctor squatch soap and or before that was manscaped remember those manscaped commercials that were just like a bunch of like like penis jokes i think that is all dependent on your browser history buddy (laughs) so no i know this is everybody or at least every guy they uh, listen to us, man. Big Brother's listening. See, I was making a lot of money moves yesterday trying to get my finances right, and now all my ads are like Fidelity and, and Turbo. I get those, too, and all your, your crypto yeah. and your Weebles yeah. and your Robin Hoods. But you know, you can't tell me that you don't have advertisements telling you I that if a, you buy soap, you will have an attractive woman soaping you up no, in the shower. No, I, I get that a lot where that woman's like just creaming over the, the soap <laughs> that she's smelling. Yes. And He's like, I want a man to smell like this. guy's her. like... My wife told me to get this soap, and I smell good. Right, and it makes you want to buy the soap, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you I buy want the soap? No, but I want to. Why don't you buy it? I may use Bitcoin. No, uh, Mark Cuban accepts Bitcoin, though. You see that? Tesla or no? Does. I, I mean, uh, Dogecoin. Really? He's allowing you to use Dogecoin to buy Mavericks tickets. That's cool. That's really cool. 
Yeah, if you have more than one share of Dogecoin. Right. Well, I have 42, but that's that's only about four bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get a hot dog at the Mavericks game. Maybe. 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 That's with no condiments and no water. Right. They might charge me an extra Doge for, <laughs> for an ounce of ketchup. An extra meme. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, enough about advertisements. This is an FGCU Eagles podcast, basketball specifically. Not affiliated with the school. No, never. No, um, so just uh, some off-season news, obviously. Some new players. Players transferred out a bit ago, but nobody really totally unexpected. I guess you could say the most surprising would have been, like, Dom London, um, just because he's only one year with the team um, and would have had a bigger role next season. But um, at the same time, you know, you're getting this extra year of eligibility if you transfer. I don't know if that stays with you if you don't. So he can go somewhere, and he did, and I don't remember the name of the school. Do you think this was all, like, a, a plot from the people running the NCAA? Like, the grandmaster of the NCAA has a kid that's playing, like, college basketball, but he needed an extra year, so they used COVID to give him an extra year. Does having an extra year benefit the NCAA or benefit the players? That's I would, the question. I, I would think both. Yeah. Because Probably. when it comes back, the hype. You know is who real. it doesn't benefit? The other players. Because now they have seniors who should have been gone, who are now seniors with them. You know what I mean? It crowds this year and maybe next year, more than it would have. Yeah, but the transfer opportunity is still out there. So right. So, but then you know, transferring is not always the best idea, best decision. It's all. Who knows how it is in hindsight? I think this is all a ploy to. A big, fat conspiracy. Yep. So, you know, a couple guys transfer out. Um, seniors leaving. But a couple new guys coming in so far. Matt Halverson from Western Carolina. He's like one ish uh, Looks really quick. Can, like, have the ball in his hands. But for the most part, he's a scorer, shooter kind of guy. Uh, pretty similar, actually, to visually to Dom London. Um, just in the quick confident shooter kind of thing so um you know dom with the program was up and down it was one year as a covid year you don't really know how to accurately you know look at that but if halverson can come in there and add you know 10 points a game which he averaged like 12 or 13 last year anyway what so. conference was that i don't know but i'm pretty sure it's technically like better the than the horizon league or something something big valley that sounds more right. Little Valley. <laughs> average size Valley Conference. The Arapaho League. <laughs> that sounds like a tribe. Um, oh. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, 13-ish points, and he should, in theory, average at least that with us and just really strengthen the, the backcourt. Any thoughts on, on him from what you've seen? Uh, I've been slipping. Bay caught me slipping, and uh, <laughs> I haven't, you know, done a whole lot of research, but I did see some edits and some highlights, and he did look like uh, just a confident shooter, which is what we need with some of our senior-laden talent leaving. It's just a matter of – it's always a matter with new people coming in if they can fit the system and if they mesh well with the the teammates, and that's what you hope for and plan for. But until you see him in action, it's uh, impossible to predict. Yeah. And um, obviously everybody hopes it works out really well. Uh, I don't. No, yeah. We like all these signings and transfers. I not. love chaos. <laughs> and just... Di- I, I like live for chaos. Turmoil and disarray. 
no I, I really hope he works out and uh he's a senior right yeah he, he'll have one year with us grad or no grad yeah so he's a super senior yeah and um speaking of super seniors little diversion but a little pat on the back to you what did i do you finally graduated yes i did uh unfortunately not from fgcu this time around uh it was fsu but we'll keep that on this podcast congrats thank you sir and thank you to all my listeners and supporters (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome right um Another guy new is uh, he's a big 6'8", 220, Carlos Rosario. Um, he was a Juco guy at Pensacola, I believe it is. Then um, where he actually was three years there, he had a medical red shirt. So then he went to McNeese State with our old fella, Zach Scott. The connection. The connection. Had a really good year there last year in his lone year there. Uh, 12 plus points and 12 and a half or something like that. And, um, rounds up to six rebounds a really good, like efficiency. It was like, like 70%. Don't quote me, but a really good just percentages from the floor. He's got post moves, clean looking, just a good set of moves down low. And actually I saw highlights of him shooting threes. I don't think they were in a game really, but I mean, he has the ability, so we'll see if that's part of his game. But real quick, the benefit is he actually gets two years with us. There's, he has two seasons of eligibility left, even though he's a little bit older. Um, and I don't know if he's going to choose to use those or not, but just because of the, the medical red shirt and the COVID year, he gets two years with us, which is something that I didn't know at first. But What a bargain. What a bargain. Any thoughts? Yeah, speaking of that connection, it's not really a thought, but do you think this uh, McNeese... Like, how did that work out? Because I don't think that's a coincidence that one Zach Scott left and went to McNeese, and then we got a guy from McNeese. Like, there had to be some sort of relationship there, probably. I mean, I don't think it hurts to, especially with, I don't, like, we, we could you could talk about how, you know, Zach Scott's time with the program ended, you know, in a lot of different ways. But I don't think there was any, like, ill will on either no, side. No, not ill will, but like, right. hey, Zach Scott, I'm going. So, yeah, that's what I mean, is, yeah. like, is like, I don't think fly would have said to wherever he's going like would have not talked to them or would have been like hey you're getting a a whatever kind of you know some negative thing about it i think he would have i think fly genuinely you know liked likes zach scott as a dude and knows his skill as a player and his potential and stuff so you know he would have given that reference to mcneese and then in return flies looking to add yeah yeah, looking to add a big and it's like oh this guy's from mcneese how's that and then, you know, reach out to the same coach that reached out to you about Zach Scott and say, what's your scouting report, you know? But I'm excited about him. One thing that's interesting is I thought they'd bring in a, a more of a four, but it looks like he's, based on McNeese's, um, like, starting fives, he has played four, and he did a little bit last year, but for the most part, especially towards the end of the season, he was a five. Um, so it's like, does that mean we're going to see more – Zach Anderson at the four Um, in bigger moments. He played quite a bit as a freshman. Are we going to see Rivers develop and take on the four role as a starter? Um, We're going to play small with a Largy or a Cyrus, or that's the same guy (laughs) (laughs) with with Largy or Caddo at the four or something like, you know, the large Caddo, large Caddo, a hybrid of both of those fellows. Hybrid of a cat and a human and a large. <laughs> I think what would happen is uh, Rosario plays the five naturally, 
Then you have the hybrid, not the hybrid, but the combination of Rivers at the four, probably starting with Anderson still getting his feet wet in at the four. Maybe even slide Anderson to a three in some. Scenarios. I think in the future he's he could be a really good three. Think Jamel Jones, yeah, something like that. So I think Anderson has some flex as far as four, three. Yeah, even it's gonna make for some even fun a five, and when we're playing small. Yeah, I'd like to see that actually because he's quick. And so imagine it's almost it's a Draymond Green scenario when the Warriors sort of, you know, did that mold of we're going to put this guy who's just really good on defense, can guard anything. Why not make him guard a five? And then you force the other team, either you outrun the other team or you force them to play small, which is something they can't do like you can. So, you know, there's just it's super early. Obviously, there might be more players. Uh, Mid-season transfer last year, Andre Weir is a freshman. Forgot about that dude. Yeah, for a minute. Six ten. Because remember they hyped them all up. For yeah, the... it's because he was technically eligible to start last year. Yeah. But because they didn't, he ha- he's a freshman this year. He's considered part of this class. So, you know, a guy who so was... so FGCU social media was that just clickbait? You got some splaining to do. Because I mean, we were Mr. like, Senate. we were like, Andre Weir, he's available tonight. <laughs> and then he just sat in his hoodie on the bench. Right, but. Um, you know, that's a guy who had, I don't want to say a full off season because nobody had a full off season, but, but a true solid program like Richmond, where he came from, that he experienced that. And then he experienced us for the second half of the year and he still has, but he's coming in as a freshman and he already has that head start. Uh, I'm sure he's been working on his body, been working on, you know, whatever he needs to work on on the floor. We haven't seen him yet, but uh, a, a guy who's 6'10", 265 in the A-Sun, that's just, you know. If he's got, if he's got the will, if he's got, you know, all of that, he's going to be a monster coming here soon. So he'll slide in. I imagine mostly at the five, just based on size. Um, but I'm sure it'll be just a really good contributor. Also have at least one freshman coming in, and he's kind of the same mold as that Zach Anderson type, it seems, or wing. Um, Jaheim Hudson, six six. Like he's got meat on him. He's like two twenty. Um, but. So we'll see how he slides in. You never know. Didn't how much... we hear about him before Andre Weir? Yeah, he was already, and he was a, a like early signing. So he's he's been like I remember hearing him what seems like a year ago. Yeah, it was almost it was about a year ago. Just and, uh, in a few months, it'll be a year. But I haven't seen him like on the floor or on the bench, or am I just? No, he's he's a he's a true freshman. Oh, yeah. Okay, I thought he was a transfer. No, he's from um, Wheeler High School in Georgia. Hmm. Um. But I've got the opportunity to talk to his uh, former coach, and I'm going to be doing those newcomer articles that I did last year coming up here soon. I'll probably start those in June. I think you should do a podcast series on the side where you just read your articles like an audiobook. Should I do an accent? No, I'll just read it like Andre Weir, the story of... Andre Weir was born in X-Town in the year... Maybe 2001. I don't know how old people are anymore. Um, yeah. Or should like it be like little... like David Attenborough from uh, Planet be, Earth? That'd be good, too. Andre Ware slowly dunks on his opponent. <laughs> Something like that? Yeah. And retreats back to his nest for cocooning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be He's great. He's a butterfly, dude. <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah. Well, that's uh, something on the side. Have to we need funding for that. <laughs> talk to my people. Yeah, hit us up. Give us money. Um, that's another little exciting announcement. Besides all these articles I have coming up, um, I'm going to be doing a pretty big one that catches up with a bunch of the founders of the team, like the guys from pre 
uh, Sweet 16 days, um, just seeing how they're all doing, seeing, you know, where we can catch up with them if they have any businesses, podcasts, whatever the hell else. You know, that's going to be a good one. I'm going to be doing an article about inaugural coach Dave Balza also. Uh, He recently retired from coaching, but... You know, if you know any history of FUCU basketball, he was here the entire time, right up until those Dunk City teams um, when Enfield came in. He led the program from an NAIA team to a D2 team to those initial struggling, obviously, just that's a big transition to D1 team. And um, so just to sort of honor his, you know, contributions, we're going to do a little article on that. Those should be coming out in likely May. After that, we're going to be doing the newcomer articles, then transitioning to the uh, returning players, catch up with them, see what they've been working on when everyone gets back together, and maybe have some guests in the off season. Of course, we'll try to talk to Coach. Yep, excited. Um, like I said, we, we, we can talk about the last season all day, but it was just kind of a weird one, and hopefully those days are behind us and we can have a more regulated, uh, normal, flowing season this year right 32 games (laughs) it was just you know we got our hopes up and things would change and it's like you can't even can't even predict anything it was hard to get excited about things that should get you excited yeah and it was real easy to get down even about things that you should should get you excited yeah (laughs) so i made it from a covering standpoint hard or harder and then from a fan standpoint even even harder than than that so but we're here and we're going to talk about it and we're going to have a good off season and keep you entertained if this is entertaining to you <laughs> it should be it's free it's free dude unless you don't have spotify then you have to listen to maybe an ad but yep we usually put our stuff on youtube that nobody watches yeah nobody also would ever put an ad on that youtube wouldn't do <laughs> so if you don't want ads and you don't want to pay for things go to youtube unless you do it too much and they start unless putting you ads. don't have unlimited data Right. Go to the library or a McDonald's. And if you don't have Wi-Fi, then yes, you will have to go to McDonald's. Go to FGC. If you don't have a car, you'll need a bike. And if you don't have a bike... You'll need a bus. You will need shoes. And then you'll need money. Shoes. Well, yeah, a bus would work. But shoes, you can walk, you can run. You can walk on your bare feet. If you can't walk, we might be able to like print out a a transcript of our podcast and send it to you. Yeah, and we'll pay for the postage. If you can't read, then you can hire my sister because she's a TVI and she learned Braille. And she can help you. I believe it's ITV. It's the new Apple product. Oh. <laughs> and if you can't do that, then you probably aren't a human being. So, like, I, like I don't going, know about I like you. Going deep like that. I don't know about you. You're not even a human being. You're you're a humanoid Android. at best. We actually had the opportunity to talk to head coach Michael Fly about some of the new signings and just how the off-season is going so far. So enjoy that. Well, welcome, Michael Fly, to the podcast. We're happy to have you on. So just in general, how has the off-season been so far? Um, it's obviously another year in a row where it's a, a weird off-season, but in theory it's a little bit better, at least expected. Um, so just how have things been so far? Yeah, it's definitely better than last year when obviously we were all sitting at home. So that's a that's a positive. But uh, it's been good. You know, we uh, we had all of our postseason kind of end of the year meetings like we do every year and talk through goals with guys going forward. And I thought we had a really good um, postseason workout. 
uh, regimen. I thought guys got better and really spent time in the gym. Uh, we did a lot of not just, and we didn't get to do this last summer because of the pandemic, which I thought hurt some guys' development, but we did skill work, but we also took the skills that we worked on and then did one-on-one stuff. And so uh, we let that skill work now go into, okay, now you've worked on the skill. Now can you can you use that skill in a one-on-one situation? So I felt really good about our postseason uh, workout plan. And then obviously on the recruiting front, uh, we're excited about what Matt Halverson and Carlos Rosario are going to bring to the table. And uh, still have a couple of open scholarships, so we're still – Still recruiting and, and still working towards that, uh, but so far so good. It's been a been a good off season and excited to get these guys back in the summer and get going. For sure. So as you mentioned, you know, still a couple open scholarships hot on the recruiting trail. How how was that aspect a little bit different than last year? I know at the time you were we were talking about um, Eli Abayev coming in, and it was you had mentioned the first time you had ever had someone commit who hadn't even seen the campus yet. <laughs> How is that this year? Yeah, you know, that's the new norm as of right now. I do think there's going to be some guys probably push some decisions back a little bit because now the NCAA, you know, I think it's going to be June 1st now that things are going to open back up. So there will probably be some guys that want to take visits and that kind of stuff uh, in terms of their decision. But it's been good. You know, Matt and Carlos, I think both – terms of getting them to getting to know them over the phone i think they're about the right type of things i think they're about winning first and foremost which is important obviously to us but yeah it's just a different climate it's all it's all zoom calls it's all you know all virtual obviously guys not being on campus um but we're gonna you know the nice thing about where we are in terms of how many guys we return and adding to really experienced guys you know there's not there's not pressing you know, oh, we have to go get this needs in terms of just filling out a roster. So we want to make sure anybody that we bring in here is going to fit, you know, from a basketball standpoint and also from a cultural standpoint in terms of what we're trying to do. As far as off-season schedule goes, um, I know most people, most guys come back in the summer. Is that when we're like a June-July situation? Is that when we're expecting the newcomers to show up as well? Yeah, I think June 28th is, I believe, the first day of classes. So those guys will all start getting in. Um, you know, they're all heading home here after finals. So they'll start getting back, you know, into June around that date. Uh, and we'll, we'll go to class, work out, you know, I think it's six weeks in the summer. Uh, and then they'll take two weeks, go back home, and then we'll get ready to, ready to rock and roll in the fall uh, with our group totally complete. Speaking of the new guys, uh, Matt Halverson, Carlos Rosario, for Matt, you know, when I see him, when I first looked at highlight videos or whatever it may be, um, I see actually a lot of Dom London in him, just similar heights, uh, kind of that quick twitch and confident shooter. Matt's got a ton of experience and success. Uh, just can you speak to what kind of player you sort of were looking for when you went after him? Yeah, well, obviously, you know, we wanted to address shooting. You know, I thought last year, I thought we'd address that from a recruiting standpoint and in fairness to, you know, two of the guys that we brought in to kind of fill that need were Dom and Victor. And unfortunately, you know, like, like most of what we were dealing with last season, you know, I didn't think those guys really got a fair shake in terms of opportunity and consistent minutes to be able to shoot the ball at the level that, you know, good shooters need to shoot the ball at. So, Part of it is, you know, Matt is a proven shot maker at the Division One level. You know, obviously, anytime you can bring somebody in that's broken three-point records in the conference and at their school, 
Uh, I think that's a positive. The other thing, just in talking to people in his league, uh, I think he's highly competitive, and um, I don't think he's a he's a freak athlete by any means. But I think he really works on the defensive end. He'll take charges. Um, I had multiple people call me from their league and say, "Man, that's a good one." You know, he he really he's a competitive you know guy that you want on your side. So I think he brings experience, but most importantly, I think he brings shot making ability. And if you watch his clips, you know he he's got enough off the bounce that he can go create. He can finish with with either hand. So I just think he's a, a really steady hand shot maker that's going to help us quite a bit. Cool. You know, I think I think I saw somewhere that he did a little bit of point guard duties as well. Obviously, he's probably being looked at as more of the you know a two per se, but definitely see some versatility there. Yeah, he can. He played. He played points some at Carolina for those guys at Western Carolina in the past, and I think that that's something in stretches he can do. Um, it's not his natural natural position, but he's a, he's a good enough player. He can play the one in stretches when he needs to. Awesome. Totally different type of player in uh, Carlos Rosario, but looks like a strong, just super efficient in shot making. Uh, knows his role. Um, just a huge variety of post moves when you watch some of his tape. Just sort of same question. What were you looking for in a guy when you, when you ended up with him, and and what, what does he bring to the table? Yeah, same thing that Matt told me when Matt committed. Both of those guys were immediately, Coach, we want to go somewhere and win a championship. I mean, that's what it was about. It wasn't about shots, numbers. It was about we, we want to cut the nets down. And so, obviously, that's the goal we have here every year. So, I think that winning expectation is what attracted me to Carlos, just like Matt, um, in terms of, you know, both of those guys were double-figure scorers coming from the programs they came from. So they do have a lot of experience. But with Carlos, I thought he gives us some versatility in terms of he can jump hook with either hand. He catches, you know, almost everything around the rim. He's not a high-flying dude, but he's a finisher. I mean, he's a he's a catch-finish. He's a jump hook with either hand. He knows who he is. He's not going to venture out on the perimeter. He likes playing inside. He likes being physical. So we think he brings us a lot of versatility because what he allows you to do is, you know, if Andre Weir continues to develop, develop, you know, and you've got Carlos and you've got Andre on the interior, you know, Dakota becomes that much more versatile because we're hoping he can start to shift up and play at the four some and, and still shift down and play you know, in a small lineup at the five, but in a big lineup at the four. And so it's great having, you know, two kind of traditional back-to-the-basket, jump hook, you know, can throw it to them on the block guys and Carlos and uh, Andre because I think it'll it'll open up some things for Dakota. And that was one thing, you know, that I thought hurt our team last year. We missed that whole summer session, and that was going to be really important for Dakota's development. And so – um, you know, the the COVID situation was not great for anybody, obviously, but I thought there were some specific guys in our program that needed that individual time, that individual development. So I think, you know, Carlos, again, brings brings his own uh, value to our team, but I think because of what he can do, it also increases, you know, our versatility in terms of, like I said, Dakota being able to shift around and, and really just being able to throw, you know, there's, your offense is always better when you can when you're if you're not making shots or your you know your guards aren't getting to the to the paint. If you got somebody you can throw it to on the block, they can go get a basket for you. It takes a lot of pressure off of your offense. And 
we haven't had a lot of that, to be honest with you, since probably Mark Norelia and Antrevia Simmons, where you could just throw it on the block. Um, so, you know, that's that's kind of what our thought process was with Big Andre and with Carlos was, hey, those guys can really, really jump hook and, and finish around the rim. And then, like I said, I think it'll allow us to utilize Dakota in some different ways. We're super excited for, you know, the season already. Every, I mean, it's every year. Every time, you know, the season ends, it's it's like, all right, let's go to the next season. Anyways, we appreciate uh, you hopping on, answering some questions, and yeah, as always, thank you very much. No problem. I appreciate you guys having me, and uh, enjoy your summer. I'm sure we'll talk soon. Yes, sir. But thanks for listening, as always. Uh, we appreciate your support, and stay tuned for next time. Later. Later.